to overcome everything in your life. Look at verse 18. We know that whosoever is born of God does not sin. But he who has been born of God keeps himself wonderful. So there is a way you keep yourself. And he said the wicked one does not touch him. So a lot of time when a Christian does not keep himself, that's why we fall into sin. And then we begin to live in a way that does not please God. But when we learn how to keep ourselves, he said, he who is born of God keeps himself and the wicked one does not touch him. The wicked one is the devil. He won't get to the fear and he won't touch him. A lot of times that things happen in our lives because the devil is giving room to touch us. Now, how do we keep ourselves? Let's go to the book of Jude. It tells us how to keep yourself. You know, in verse 20, the book of Jude, it says, but you, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Next verse, verse 21 says, Keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. See that word again, eternal life. So if you are going to enjoy the safety of the Lord, he said, he who is born of God keeps himself. How do you keep yourself? By building up yourself, praying in the Holy Spirit, and by keeping yourself in the love of God. If you want to let your life be saved and be preserved and be protected, you must learn to keep yourself in the love of God. You have to stay within the confines of the love of God. And let the love of God be your atmosphere you live in. That's why I said, who shall separate us from the love of God? Jesus was telling his disciples and us, telling us also how to, you know, live within the love of God. Let's look at John 15, the Gospel of John chapter 15, verse 9. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love or continue in my love. If you keep my commandment, you will abide and continue in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. Praise God. So a believer today that want to keep himself from sin must abide and live in the love of God. And how do you live in the love of God? He says, keep yourself in the love of God. How? By walking in the commandment of Jesus Christ. By living according to his word. When we live according to his word, we are kept from sin. And the wicked one, the devil, can't touch us. So, how do you stop the devil from touching, from manipulating your life? Today, people are wondering, how can I stop the devil from messing with my life, messing with my home, messing with my future? Keep yourself in the love of God and keep yourself in the commandment of Jesus. When you live in the commandment of Jesus, you actually begin to experience everlasting life expressing itself in you. Let's go to John chapter 14 to see how to do that with the commandment of Jesus. This was in John chapter 14, verse 21. Listen to this. Beautiful. It says this. He who has my commandment and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and I will manifest myself to him. 23. Verse 23 says, Jesus answered, I said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and will come to him and make our home with him. What is sweet fellowship? So when the Lord, when you begin to keep his word and live by his word, what happens to you? Jesus starts reciprocating back to you and loving you and the father moving into your place and they form their abode with you. And when the father and the son make their abode with you, no wicked one, no evil 
can invade your life and succeed. If they come against you one way, they will flee seven directions. So we are looking at everlasting life. What it gives to us? It gives us knowledge of God. This knowledge is what we are looking at. We talk about knowledge of God to know that we have eternal life right now and that we have the confidence that if we ask him to come to God's will, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, we have whatever we ask of him. And we also know that whosoever is born of God does not sin. And who has been born of God keeps himself and we cannot just touch him. So if you want to keep yourself, keep yourself in the love of God, not in your own struggle, not in your own way, stay in the love of God and looking for the mercy of our God. And that will overflow to everlasting life, like Jude said. He said, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of God unto eternal life. Let's go a step further about what you should know as a child of God because you have everlasting life. Go back to 1 John 5, verse 19. I love this. He said, we know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Wow, praise God. Have you believed in Christ Jesus? Then you are born of God. And if you are born of God, you have everlasting life. And in that everlasting life is this knowledge, this basic knowledge that we are of God. You are of God. You are of God. As you go around in this world, there is a kind of separation between you and the rest of the world because you have everlasting life. And say, we know. We don't think. We don't guess. We know we are of God. We belong to God. We are part of his family. That's why 1 John 4 verse 4 says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You are of God. Somebody else is in you. The Holy Spirit, the devil is in the world. And the Bible says in 1 John 5, 19, we know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway or the control of the wicked one. So that's why you see all the bad things going on in the world. The devil is controlling them over there. The devil is holding sway over them. The devil is manipulating them, you know, knocking things around in the world. Makes things worse. All the troubles you see today in the world, the pandemic, the sickness, the disease, the collapse, economy, the nations fighting one another, all kinds of theories that are not working out. All these are part of the world. I say, you are of God. Say that with me. I am of God. So when they sit, when the devil out there is walking, know that that's not where you belong. You belong to God. Remember when Israel was in Egypt, God put between them the Israelites and the Egyptians separation. I would say wall of separation. Whatever happens to them as bad, won't happen to the people of Israel in Goshen. You are of God. And the whole world is under the sway of the wicked one. And because you are of God, you have overcome them, things in the world, because greater is he who is in you than who is the world. This knowledge is basic to your spirit. Accept it. Flourish in it. Let it develop you. Let it grow in you. This knowledge. We know that we are of God. And the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Let's go back to verse 18. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin. When somebody keeps living in sin, smoking, drinking, partnering out, and doesn't think about Jesus, 
and comes to church on Sunday, you know he's not born of God. He's not born of God. Of course, that struggle sometimes we have. But when somebody enjoys sin, lives in sin, drinks sin, eats sin, and doesn't care about things of God, but just only comes to church to do his religious obligations, that's not born of God. As somebody can go to a school, attend the classes, but if he's not registered there, he's not a bona fide student. We know that we are of God. God has made us his own. And we are of God. We belong to him. In this terrible, wicked world, we are distinguished. Jesus prayed in John 17. I want us to read it and let it be a blessing to you. It's wonderful. When I think about it, when we look at the world today, you are not just to be classified with them. Let's look at verse 14, John 17, 14. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I'm not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but I should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. Hallelujah. We know that we are of God, and the whole world out there, so distinguish yourself from them, whatever is in the world today. Let's read some more. Uh, let's look at the, the knowledge that John said we should have. John, John was just finishing with this in First John 5, talking about, we know, we know, we know, we know, we know, we know. Let's look at, Verse 20, 1 John 5, verse 20. And we know that the Son of God has come. Yeah. It's not going to come to save us. He has come to save us. He's gone to the cross. He's risen from the dead. And he's seated at the Father's right hand in heaven, interceding for us. So he's able to save us to the uttermost, all those who have come to him, since he ever lives to make for us intercession. Verse 20 again, 1 John 5. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Now, what is eternal life you have now? You have the genuine God as a child of God. If you believe in Jesus, you have the genuine God and you have this quality of life that is similar to the life of God that is in Christ Jesus. You have this life. You have the genuine God. You don't have a fake God. There are all kinds of fake gods in the world today, but you have the genuine original God. And this God has given us an understanding that we may know him. You have this faculty to know God inside of you. You have this divine sixth sense, so to speak, to perceive, to follow God. Don't look at yourself and say, I don't know God. You know God. There is this powerful sense in you. There is this great faculty within you, spiritual faculty, to trace God in your life. And this understanding is enlarged, is strengthened as we go to the scriptures and as we pray. So, enlarge the capacity of understanding by spending time with your Father in His Word and in prayer. Every child of God who spends time with God in prayer and the scriptures will begin to see this understanding working. This understanding should be applied to your life. You should apply this understanding to look at your life, look at your fears in the light of Jesus Christ, in the light of your salvation, in the light of the kingdom of God, in the light of eternal life. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So you should bring this understanding, this light to everything you do. Don't just keep it only to church. Bring this to everything you do, your financial life, your emotional life, your relationship, your future, your career, 
Everything. Let it shine light on it, this everlasting life. Oh, it's been wonderful talking together about life today and knowledge of God. We should possess this knowledge. If you don't possess it, you'll be like an embarrassment to God and to the body of Christ. Finally, let me close with the last word that John said, talking about everlasting life. First John 5, 21 says, Little children, keep yourself from idols. Amen. Idols. Idols are human representations of God that are not true. You know, we have all these small, small gods in the time past, like gods and goddesses, like Ogun, Oya, Shango, whatever your language, you have different kind of, God, kind of gods in Europe, in Native Americas, in Australia, in Asia. Hindus, they have about 300 million gods. They are idols. Consider them in their temples. But in Christ Jesus, we have the original, genuine God that has become our Father in Christ Jesus. He said, keep yourself from idols. Those are the idols of the past. You have modern day idols. Entertainment can become an idol that you fix your life on, that you worship. Whatever you worship outside Jehovah, that you give your attention to continually and give your attention to all the time, is becoming an idol. Keep yourself from idols so that this life can flow and can increase and be much more evident in your life so that people can see you as a peaceful of Christ. Keep yourself from idol. Idol of greed, looking for money at all costs. Idol of sexual immorality, pornography can become an idol. So keep yourself from these idols. That's why Paul said this in chapter 7, 7 Corinthians, Randall. He says this, Therefore, verse 1, Having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Our holiness, our holiness, our holiness is in the life that God has given us. Our separations in this life. Separate yourself to this life and don't deal with idols. Remember, under the Old Testament, idols usually remove them from the blessing of God. Keep yourself from idols. Amen. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.